1: We have Anonymous in Washington DC. Hi, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How about yourself, sir?
1: Huh? I'm alive and grateful. I'm so glad you called. What are you thinking today, my friend?
2: Uh I have a situation where I have me and my girlfriend were both under the age under the age of fifty, and she's sixteen years younger than I am. Okay. But we connect we connect spiritually. We're both Christians. Uh I mean when it comes to credit, our medical histories, uh our future endeavors, everything is in sync. She goes to my church with me. Okay. Which is, you know, they love her there, but she's 16 years younger than I am.
1: Okay. So how old are you? I'm 40. So do the math. That puts you puts her at what about uh uh 20
2: 25, 24.
1: 25, yeah. 24, you're 40. So, what is your question?
2: What, what, what type of advice? Because everything else is like the 80 20 rule. So, the only thing that I can look at that could be a potential issue, if, if so, would be the age difference. And uh, my family or her family, they don't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, she doesn't. It may, it may be unconsciously, it may be me most of all.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and let's talk about you for a second. What is it that makes you a little uncomfortable that she's that much younger than you?
2: Uh, I, I, to be honest, I I truly I truly don't know. I mean, as you get as you get up in age, uh sometimes the physical doesn't matter to, and stuff like that, but sometimes it does and, and um I'm thinking Maybe it's just it's me, most of all. Like, And even later on, in my mind, I'm just thinking, you know, you try to look to see what things may come up sure. later on. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking.
1: But are you a little bit uh, insecure of the fact that when you're 50 or 60, she may still be 16 years younger, and you're not quite sure if she's going to be committed to you? Like, is that in your brain?
2: Um, I I guess I'm more concerned for her because if it did come to that, I I think I prepared myself to the fact that if it did come to that, then so be the case. Because sometimes that does happen when there's a big gap. And And I wouldn't be upset if that
1: happened, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, here's the thing. I, I like what someone says on my uh, Facebook. They says, as a mom, no. As a woman, I understand. As a wife, no. You need someone who can relate to your life, your music, and your generation. So that's one person's opinion on my, on my Facebook page. Let me give you my thoughts on this. Um, if you're not insecure about it, which I think you might be a little bit, so I'd get some counseling if I were you. Before you, like, engage her, I'd sit down with the counselor and talk through every scenario to see where it is in your brain that really makes you feel like, "Mm, this could be bad. Okay, so that's the first thing. Just get through it and get the confidence of it. If her parents are okay with it, if she's okay with it, and you guys really do have a connection, then I really don't have a problem with it especially if you have a spiritual connection, emotional connection, because she could be 25, but emotionally she could be 30. You can be 40, but emotionally you could be 35. And so we got to figure out what the connection is uh, and where the connecting points are. And if y'all can roll together, do it. Uh, If you can't roll together because there's too much insecurity on her part or on your part, then that's a different story. But I definitely get my parents' viewpoint. So what's her parents, what do your parents say? And I'd really talk it through with her father and if her father is cool with you and she's cool with you, um, you know what? Uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. And to have a 25-year-old gal, again, if she is mature, you're 50 years old. Now she's 35. Uh, that's, not, that's not a terrible thing unless y'all can't connect. Now let me tell you some places where people can't connect. Sometimes, uh, like uh, the woman on my Facebook said, sometimes generationally it's different music, different clothing, uh, different heroes, a different way of understanding your world. And so those are some of the things you got to work through and how big of an issue are they? What you don't want to be as a father to her, you know, and she doesn't want you to be treating her like she's you know, like talking like her dad talks and you don't want to talk to her like your daughter. And so, but again, if y'all have a real good connection and you have family support, spiritual support and a pastoral, okay, then you better get it while you can, bro. I mean, I'm just saying. That God bless you. And, and well, well, when it comes to when it comes to the generational thing, there's questions
2: that she asks me, and she listens, and there are things that she tells me, and I definitely listen. And there are things that she says when it comes to my daughters, and I don't second guess it at all. I listen right away.
1: Got it. Uh, now, how old are so your daughters? We,
2: we still, uh, one is six, and one is
1: fourteen. And these are. This is a. Uh, so you'll be in a second marriage if you marry her?
2: Well this will be my first marriage. Your first
1: marriage, but two daughter. kids. Understand. Are the two kids from the same woman? No. And are they living with you? Yes. Okay, and if y'all if you if you married this young lady, would, would all four of y'all live together? Correct. And so what does a fourteen year old think about her?
2: She's been pushing this thing before it was even an issue.
1: Okay. Yeah, she sees a big sister. I mean, literally, she's closer in age to your fourteen year old than she is to you. (laughs) You know, when you think about it like that. But again, I would I would get the counseling that's necessary. I wouldn't just on its face reject it. If there's love there, if there's connection there, anonymous, I would say at least go to the next level and really talk about what life would be like if y'all decided to do this. Especially if they if you if she wants to have more kids and and what your finances are going to be right. like, things of that sort. We, we, we both, agree
2: on all those things. And okay. Her father is not in the picture. Her father is not in the picture at all. Uh huh. And one of the things that she gravitated to was the fact that I am a single father.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Well, get the counseling that's necessary. I'm glad you called me for some advice. I'm not shutting the door on it. I'm actually saying, you know what? This could be a this could be a blessing. Now, again, everybody's not going to agree with me, but I'll give you that's my two cents on it. Okay. That yes, sir All right, blessings to you, and that is anonymous in Washington. Let me tell you part of the reason too, friends, while I'm uh, sort of okay with this uh is uh, I don't know the couple, but if you just look at the age, sometimes the age doesn't matter that much, it's stage. Uh, and also, back in the days of of the Hebrews and of the Bible, uh usually the man was at least fifteen years older anyway. All right, because he had to uh, get his own piece of land, his property, his tent. He had to get his business straight first, and then he had to raise money for a dowry. And once he did all of that, once he had his whole house in order, then he could go get his bride and bring her in, uh, marry her and bring her into the tent. And so it was the idea of get your life in order first, financially, business-wise, and then bring me into a secure environment. Now, I know we live in a different culture. We live in a different time. But how many of you ladies would say, you know what, if a guy had his business in order, his employment in order, his house in order, his money in order, and then he wanted to date me, maybe I would consider a guy who's older. You know, as opposed to both of you the same age, striving every step of the way. Now, that's what Amber and I did, by the way. We're 12 days apart. Uh, you get the point. So anyway, that, that's my reasoning behind it. 888-432-7434. Let's go to Washington, D.C. and talk to Tasha who's on the line. Hi, Tasha. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
3: I'm good, Dr. Anderson. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling me. What are you thinking?
3: So, I actually have like a question for you today because I have this thing going on, something that happened in my family. My older brother, he's married and they have a son, and then my baby sister lives with them and she realized that he was cheating on him okay. and she was cheating on him with this guy and then even sending like naked videos to the person and stuff okay. like that and it was something we could never imagine because she doesn't look like it okay. and then when she told us she told me and my other sister and then we contacted the girl and tried to interview her like is there any problem with your marriage? She said no. We said, and why are you cheating? She said, oh no, God forbid. We said we have proof, and that's that's when she okay. agreed to it. And now she we we finally told her husband because we didn't know how to tell her husband. We finally okay. told her husband, and then she apologized and cried and apologized. Okay. And now I'm out. How am I supposed to know that she truly repented, or what is it that maybe I can advise my brother to do? Because I try to talk to my brother like, is there anything you that she has been requesting for and you don't do to her? You he well, let me know. So I don't.
1: Let me jump in. Yeah. Uh, so your brother was having an affair with a married woman. You confronted the woman mm-hmm. and told the husband, and now you want to make no, sure
3: my, my brother, no, my brother's wife. Uh huh. Your brother's I wife. Married. My brother, yes, my brother is not doing anything with we okay. we've we, we discovered that his wife is cheating
1: on him. Okay, got it. And but she's apologized yes. now, is that right?
3: Yes, she apologized. But it happened before. We didn't know it happened before. too. when we told our brother about this time, that's when he now told us it happened before, but he didn't let anybody know about-
1: Gotcha. Well, here's the thing. Your brother and his wife, they need to go to counseling and you need to get out of their marriage okay okay you're all up in his marriage (laughs) leave him alone let them repair their marriage send them to counseling tell them dr anderson anderson said y'all need to go find a counselor and put your marriage back together and unless he comes to you and asks for your advice uh just leave the marriage alone because that's too much for them to have to manage she has to manage her husband and all his family which includes you And uh, what I think needs to happen now, your brother's married to her. He needs to stop, you know, kind of leaning on the rest of y'all. He needs to go get his wife. They need to go get in counseling. You pray for him. You encourage him. But stay stay out of it from here. That's my two cents.
3: Oh, that's true. That makes sense because my husband was (laughs) mad at me that we're not supposed to do anything about it, that we're not supposed to, like, intrude. And I don't know. And he had a problem with the fact that my baby sister went to her phone and got the information. So he was mad. Like, why yeah. was he supposed to do that? I yeah, that's
1: way too much wrong. drama. I'm sorry. That's just way too much drama. Your husband is right. Okay, back up off of this thing. Pray for him and worry about your own husband and, and love on him and build your family up. <laughs> no more stress on you. Focus on your home. Let God do the rest. How's that Thank sound? You
3: so much. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> that makes so much sense. I'm really grateful. Thank you. Now I'm. I was so mad at my husband. Like, I even gave him like a whole situation. I said, "Oh, why would you say that? This is my brother." And yep. this? I nope. was I, I totally was fighting
1: with him. Thank no, you. No. I want you to go home. I want you to go home, hug your husband, kiss him, and say, "Honey, you were right. You were right." Oh, I would do just. But, but, but I'm gonna tell you what you what you can't do. You can't say. I talked to Doctor Anderson, and he said you were right. And then kiss him and tell him he's right, because then he's going to be like, oh, so Dr. Anderson said it, but when I said it, it didn't work. So what I'm saying to you privately right now in front of 300,000 people is to kiss him, hug him, and say, honey, you know what? I've been thinking on this, and you're absolutely right.
3: Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson. You are the
1: best. You got it, my sister. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Lord bless you, okay? Thank you. Take care now. (laughs) Bye-bye. Lordy, Lordy, there's some drama up in there, but I think she's got it right now. All right. Yeah, whenever you say uh, you talk to Dr. Anderson and you throw some wisdom at somebody uh, and they had already told you the same thing, it's only going to make them hate me, right? So you don't want to do that. You just say you've been thinking about it because you have been. You've been thinking about it, and so now you want to try this. Or you've been thinking about it. Now you want to do this. I don't need the credit uh, because, you know what, you're just going to make somebody mad at me. If God has revealed something through me or to reveal something through somebody else, uh, then take it from God, and then go ahead and do what you have to do. Uh, the middleman doesn't need a cut on this one, okay? There you go. All right, let's go to Joe. Joe is in Severn, Maryland. Hey, Joe, welcome to the show. How you doing?
0: Hello, Dr. Anderson. Hey, how are you? I have a—I'm great. I'm a <laughs> pastor of a, a smaller church in Severn, Glen Burnie, uh, some— Non-denominational multicultural church. Cool. And on Wednesday night in our Bible study, uh, something came up, and it's like our young adults were saying one thing, and the older adults were saying something else. Mm. And it's about dress or clothing. Mm. Now I know God says He looks at the heart, not at the outside. Yeah. But some of the older adults were saying that there should be some kind of dress code in church with guys coming in with their pants hanging down or uh, wearing caps in the sanctuary and the young mm-hmm. adults are saying we shouldn't say anything about their dress because mm-hmm. it'll turn them around. Mm-hmm. So what's the pastor, your advice?
1: Well, it, it depends what they're coming to. If they're coming to a Saturday picnic, it's one thing. If they're coming to Sunday worship, if they get there, uh, then say, praise the Lord, you're welcome. Would you Would you mind taking your hat off while you're in the sanctuary? I think that would be fine. Um, so there's no, no problem saying something to them as long as the right person says it in the right way. If you look down on them and like, uh, I can't believe you're doing that or, uh, you're being disrespectful. Well then that's negative because the fact that they came to your church is awesome. So you can just teach them by saying, Hey, would you mind? It's just like in school, you know? And so people are used to a dress code, but I don't think that you ought to like make them dress up. All right. If they're coming to your church now, If they're on stage, if they're in a pulpit, if you're going to use them in the choir or something like that, then go ahead and lift that dress code a little bit. I think that that's good because that also gives a standard. And we deal with this all the time. I'm dealing with it now in my church. It's continually changing. And so it's important to have some kind of code of modesty, more of principles, uh, less of rules. You know what I mean? So you want that diversity generationally. You want that diversity culturally. But uh, I think if somebody's coming in and, you know, and you don't feel like the people feel like hats on men are disrespectful, it wouldn't be a bad thing to say, hey, just like when we honor the flag or say Pledge of Allegiance or say a prayer, would you mind taking your hat off while you're in the sanctuary? And that would be fine. And even put up a little sign if you want to, just like, uh, would you mind not drinking coffee in the sanctuary or uh, we only waters allowed? So, I mean, some rules are okay. It's all about the spirit with which you say it or do it. Make sense?
0: Yes, that makes a lot of sense, because I told him that it was three young men on separate occasions who came to our church and were wearing scullies or caps. And as pastor, I went up to him and say, hey, bro, in this sanctuary, when we're honoring God, we usually don't wear hats. Yeah. And on each occasion, the young men took their caps off. Yeah. And then someone asked me if they've been back.
1: Yeah, Joe, let me just stop you there because I have this break. I'll address more of this on the other side. Hold on one second. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. And thank you so much for your support. Uh, Whatever support you give, I bless you, and I thank you in the name of Jesus. Also, thank uh, BestBuyWaterproofing.com for their gifts uh, to the ministry as well. If you need uh, waterproofing in your home or just want a free inspection, uh, make sure you go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com. On my Facebook, Yvette Smith asks, How do you deal with people who need facts over faith? In the Word of God. Well, have them uh, do the research in the Word of God just like they do with any book, and they'll find out that uh, the Word of God uh, passed many tests of historicity and authenticity. But most of all, that word has to also be true with their experience and uh, help them to think through what does the Bible say that you agree with and what does the Bible say you don't agree with, and then... um, Why don't you agree with it? Why don't you just pray on it then and see what God says to you? And then we trust that God's spirit will confirm his word in them. Now, before the break, I was talking to Joe and Joe was talking about dress code in his church and that he would address, did address a person that was wearing a hat and asked him to take it off. I think most young people will respect if you ask them kindly uh, then you're wondering, well, boy, are they going to return to church? Well, hopefully they will. Uh, but, you know, what you want to do is be overly nice to them after you've asked them to take off the hat. So after the service, get back over to them say, hey, how would you enjoy church? I hope I didn't offend you with the hat thing. I just, you know, that's kind of how we do it here and uh, wish you'd come back. You know, and just be overly nice so they know that they're not somehow been pointed out because they didn't know the rules before they came or they felt – Uh, judged and and that's clearly what you don't want people to feel so you got to be overly nice sometimes when you have to uh make a correction or ask somebody to to do something uh that is sort of different than what they thought all right hi anonymous welcome to the show
2: Uh, hello dr anderson thanks for taking my call i have a question similar to your last caller it's kind of a a code of conduct kind of question okay um In in church on Sunday, if someone comes in and is panhandling, how would you deal
1: with it? I'd have my deacons or my ushers uh, ask them, how can we serve you? How can we help you? Do you need food? Uh, How about we buy you a meal? If you have a little cafe, get them something from the cafe. If you have a cupboard, give them some food from the cupboard. But I would do something to help them in that moment and say, you know, this is not the appropriate time right now uh, to, you know, distract people from service, but we actually want to help you as a church. So how can we help you? And have someone sit with them, pray for them, uh, and help integrate them into the body the best way they can without panhandling. Uh, I think that may be the best way to handle it. What do you think?
2: Okay, thank you. Um, It's happened more frequently lately at my church and i wanted some advice on
1: it there you go that's where your deacons and your uh, ushers can really help being loving and at the same time uh helping to meet the need that they really have uh that way people don't get discouraged from coming to church so that's my two cents on it okay my friend thank you dr Anderson. let me see if i can get one more phone call in uh we're going to springfield virginia to talk to dana who's on the line hi dana dr anderson here how are you
4: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty well. I got just a couple of minutes, but I wanted to hear from you. What are you thinking?
4: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna make this as brief as I can. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm dealing with um twenty one years of resentment towards my father. Um, mm. and you know, it started when I was thirteen, he was remarried to a woman that I wasn't really a fan of and throughout the years they've proven to be Uh, manipulative, and Mm. just kind of harsh, you know? And he's very good at semantics and making you feel like you're going crazy or you Mm -hmm. didn't say something. Mm -hmm. And I've had a very hard time forgiving that, and Mm. I just have a deep-seated hatred for myself because Mm. of that.
1: Do you hate your father?
4: I I feel sorry for him because Mm. I don't think he realizes what he's done. What about her? Um, I I wouldn't say that I hate her, but I don't like her.
1: understand. Well, you don't have to like her, first of all. You're not allowed to hate him or her, mm-hmm. uh, but you're definitely not allowed to hate yourself. And so uh, I would not turn the resentment that you have towards your father or her on yourself. I would start praying okay. for him. You probably already do, but anyway... Pray for him. That's how you get rid of the resentment in your own heart. Pray God's best for him. Pray for him to be healed. Uh, but you don't turn it on yourself. There's no reason for you to hate yourself because God loves you. And so you need to love your the, the person that God created. Uh, and their behavior is no reflection on your value. Let me say it again. Their behavior is no reflection on your value. Now I'm going to say it one more time so it gets into your soul. Their behavior has no reflection on your value. You are valued because you are God's daughter and his princess. And whether your father lives up to that or not, you are valued by almighty God. Did you hear me? I
4: just, I, I don't know. I feel kind of like I've lost touch with God for mm-hmm. a long time. Well, and even though I asked him into my heart a long time ago, he feels
1: Oh, far away. Yeah, well, let's let's pray right now because I've got to end the show, but I want to pray with you and even beyond the show. Yeah. You keep praying, dear Lord Jesus. Okay. I pray for Dana. I pray that Dana keeps praying after this show is over and calls out to you that she might feel your presence right now. I pray that she feels your pleasure, your forgiveness, and your intimacy. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland, for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m.
0: weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.